Hello and welcome to the Youth Mentor Podcast. This is your short burst of inspiration, tips and research about teens for parents, educators and mentors. I'm your host, Amanda Rootsy, founder of Teen Personal Development School, Shine From Within, and coach to incredible youth mentors all over the world. Now, I certainly don't know it all, so I interview the experts about what's going on for youth today. From psychological insights to really practical advice, this is your moment of inspiration, motivation, and a few laughs amidst the crazy and ever-changing world of teens and tweens. I can't wait to introduce you to Jess DeMunk in this episode. Jess is a year three teacher, a life coach, and has set up some incredible initiatives in her own school community, including a mindfulness club. If you are a teacher, a parent, or a mentor who expects to have regular term or monthly breakdowns because it all just gets a bit too much, then this episode is for you. It's packed full of self-care tips and inspiring information about how we can take some of these important things that we need to do for ourselves and also share those with the young people in our lives as well. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us today on the Youth Mentor Podcast, Jess. I'm so excited to to have a chat with you because I know that you've got experience as a life coach, but also as a primary school teacher. And I know that you've done a certificate in mindfulness education. And, and so um, I'm really excited to hear from you about how we can actually support the educators and the mentors uh, so that we can support the teens even more. <laughs> I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, so to start with, would you mind telling us a little bit about how you got to this point where, where you are in this wonderful kind of middle ground, I suppose, of, of being part coach, part teacher? Sure. So um, when I left school, I studied to become a primary school teacher. Um, and I decided to do that because before that I had done dancing my entire life and I became a dance teacher with my school. And I just absolutely fell in love with teaching. Um, So I studied that after school. And so that's my day job um, at the moment. And I teach a gorgeous bunch of year three students. Um, But then I kind of went through my own, you know, um, struggles with anxiety and stress. And so I fell madly in love with personal development and self-help. And uh, last year I studied to become a life coach as well. So alongside my teaching, I also run my life coaching business, um, which supports women to rewrite their inner stories and embrace their authenticity. And, you know, I just love that my work enables me to work with the full spectrum of people. So from my eight and nine-year-olds to adult women, um, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing mix and no two days are the same. Um, but so I've been working in education for about five years now, but it didn't take me long to notice just the burnout and the emotional stress that the teachers around me were experiencing, um, which is totally understandable because, you know, if you think about somebody who's working in a corporate career, and they have to present a presentation. They might work for days or weeks on how that presentation is going to be, how they're going to deliver it, what slides they're going to have. But in teaching, every day, all day, is you delivering presentations, um, which takes a lot of energy out of you. And to prepare for those and debrief from those, that's before school, after school, lunch times, you know. And so it's no wonder that teachers are just 
overworked and stressed. And so when I kind of started going through my own stress and burnout and I was learning all of these skills about personal development and supporting myself and then in becoming a life coach, I've been able to transfer all of those skills that I've learned into my work in education and I've been able to support my fellow educators as well because it's just so important that no matter what kind of teacher or educator you are, you know, if you're a yoga teacher, a school teacher, a camp counsellor, a childcare worker, that you are supporting yourself and taking care of yourself so that you are able to best support the children or the teens or even the adults in your care. Mm, I love that so much. And I was really nodding along then going, yep, I don't know how teachers do it. I don't know how they're (laughs) constantly holding that space for the students. And and as you said, then having to do all of the other things around it. You you guys are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I know one of the things that you've done to support the teachers at your school is create a mindfulness club. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So it was, yeah, a couple of years ago now, I really noticed that the teachers around me were kind of, they were just doing, 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 and it was all action. And there was no time that they were really taking for themselves to de-stress and to just calm down. And so I I took a mindfulness course online, um, and then I kind of used everything that I'd learned, um, and I condensed it down into an eight-week club that I ran before school. So we talked about things like mindful breathing and um, being present and noticing, using our senses to be present and active listening to our students. And it was just so helpful for the teachers because it, it wasn't something extra that they had to do. So there's so many things that teachers and educators need to do so if you're telling them that they need to do something else something else something else they're probably not going to listen they're going to want to let it go because there's too many other things that they need to focus on but mindfulness kind of gives them a way to support themselves whilst they're doing what they would be doing anyway so maybe it's um, grounding while they're presenting to their students or maybe it's you know, taking deep breaths whilst their students are at recess. So it's not that they're going and doing anything extra. It's incorporating those mindfulness practices into what they're already doing. And it was just such a joy to run that club. I absolutely loved it. Oh, wow. And and so what are what are some other tips that you have for, for educators and, and mentors to support themselves so that they can be nourishing their their bodies and their spirits so that they can really yeah keep keep holding that space yeah so I've got a few but I think the most important one um, would be to remember the power of their breath and of being present so it seems so simple but as I said mindfulness practices have just revolutionized my well-being as a teacher so it could be as simple as putting a little sticker on your laptop or a little sticker on the door handle so act you know, that can act as a reminder just to breathe or to come back to the present moment. Or maybe on the way to the photocopier, you could take deep breaths and notice three things that you can hear or smell or see along your way. 
or it could even be imagining roots growing down from your feet and into the floor whilst you're in front of the class. Um, I've done all of these things and I continue to do them all and it's just so, you know, it's so supportive but yet so simple and, you know, it doesn't cost anything. Um, I think something else that teachers forget to do a lot is ask for support. So we're all human and there are times, you know, that we can't conquer things by ourselves and all day we're being everything to, you know, 30 plus other lives and we need support as well. So just remembering that it's okay to ask for support and that's what your managers are there for. Um, you know, and when you're supporting children all day, it's important that you're supported too. So you might ask for support from your partner, your friends, your supervisors, or it may even be talking to a professional such as a counsellor or a coach and just getting thing, things off your chest. Um, and, you know, sometimes we want to vent and we want to get things off our chest, but we want to do it in a supportive environment where you're not worried that it's going to affect your job. So seeking out a mentor or, yeah, someone who can be your support system is really, really powerful. And I think something else that's really important is to carve out you time in each day. So this might be a time that you read a book or you go for a walk or you have a cup of tea or you meditate, um, especially when you are coming from work back into your home life. So, you know, we want to separate home and school as much as we can so that we're not running on that giving, 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 serving, 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 doing energy all day and we're not bringing that back into our home. So it might mean that, you know, we have separate to-do lists. I know this seems so tiny, but I've worked with teachers as clients in the past and they've got this huge big to-do list that's everything in their life and it's just, it can be very stressful. So having a work and a home to-do list Maybe it might mean having a shower when you get home from work or going for a quick walk as soon as you get home so you can transition from that state of doing into more of a state of being as well. So all of those things are things that I do and things that I've seen other educators do that have just been so supportive for them and it has helped them to show up more for their students as well. So instead of being tired and aggravated and just over it and then not showing up in the best way possible doing these little things to support themselves has just been so powerful in their careers as well so uh, they would be a few of my tips that I'd suggest fantastic you know they some of them do sound so simple but you're right they, they those are the ones that are the most powerful I think aren't they when you just remember to do them um mm-hmm. And sometimes you can go weeks without doing something, but the moment you remember to do it again, it it really does make a difference. Mm, Exactly. And I love that concept of um, the third space, you know, where you're, you're taking that moment to transition before coming into your home. I think that's, that's so powerful. I love the idea of having a shower or going for a walk the moment you get home. Mm -hmm. And I know it's been so powerful for me and I've spoken with a lot of teachers who are also parents um, and they'll say things like, oh, but I don't have time to take care of myself and I don't have time to just stop and have me time. But, you know, 
having a shower or going for a walk, especially going for a walk, that can be something that you do with your kids, but it allows you all to transition out of that action mentality, you know, because the kids have also been on, switched on and doing for seven hours and they need some time to, you know, rest and recoup as well. So, you know, it doesn't need to be this big hour or two of isolation. Um, you can involve them as well. So I think that might be helpful as well. Mm. And so something that we talked about a little bit before we jumped on the on the call together was um, this concept you mentioned of a joke around the around the staff room about monthly breakdowns or term breakdowns where mm-hmm. it's just expected that teachers are going to get to a point where they break down during the term is that does that just happen for for most teachers all the time yes so i think it was something that it really shocked me when i entered teaching just to hear you know or, you know, someone might be crying and they'll just say, oh, you know, don't worry, it's just my termly breakdown. And I just thought that was so, you know, so sad that that's just something that is expected from the job. Um, but I think it's something that we also need to rewrite our stories about because if graduate teachers or, you know, new educators are entering the workforce and that's the story that they're hearing, that, okay, all teachers have a breakdown each term or I'm going to burn out at some point this year, then that's what they're going to expect. But, you know, I think it's so important that we rewrite those stories and we think, you know, I, maybe your new story is I thrive as an educator or I support myself so that I can support the students in my care. Um, And I know that's, that's something that I really strive to do when I hear other people running the stories of, you know, burnout and emotional stress and breakdowns, I think to myself, is this the story that I want to take on or do I want to create a new story for myself and then enable others to create that new story for themselves too? Um, Yeah, so I just, I encourage all other educators, no matter what kind of teacher they are, to ask themselves that question as well. Is this the story I want to run um, in this career, or am I going to create a new one? Mm. Oh, it must be so wonderful to have that that energy of a fairly young teacher coming in to to classrooms each year as well, and and bringing some of that um, that juju into the place, you know, and these new <laughs> thoughts too. I can imagine for for an older teacher that's that's just been doing it forever and and has really, like you said, they've got that story there, and and they hadn't haven't even considered doing anything to kind of transition out of that yeah to have someone like you there full of full of energy and and vibrant and and leading things like a mindfulness club is so special oh thank you and I think it was quite interesting because when I kind of you know let everybody know that I'll be running this mindfulness club I kind of expected it to be you know all of the younger teachers showing up which there was a few but many of the teachers that came were experienced and had been in the job for a long time. And so I thought that was pretty telling um, that they were the ones who were showing up and it's obviously because they needed it the most. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's so cool. So cool to hear. Do you, do you feel like there are particular things that teachers can do once a term or once a month 
to rejuvenate themselves or do you feel like it's just these tiny little things that they can really integrate into their day that's going to to help and support them um i think it definitely needs to be a daily practice Mm -hmm. um because you know otherwise it'll be you know okay i've got to be on for five weeks and then i can have my rest time Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, something that I do daily is I will always begin my day with, you know, a little meditation session. Um, so I have a free meditation on my website um, if people want to go there at jessicademunk.com. Um, and I'm currently recording a meditation album and there'll be a bonus track on there specifically for teachers and educators to support them to really calm their nervous system and support themselves to be more mindful. So I think, yeah, daily practices like meditation and, you know, breathing exercises and separating that time between home and school is a lot more supportive than, you know, doing something once a term that Mm -hmm. is bound to be powerful but may not support you, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, great. And have you found that by you taking on a bit more responsibility for your own mindfulness that that's really helped your students as well? Yes. So um, I do a lot of mindfulness in the class as well um, because just as I need that time to wind down and be present, as do they, um, so we'll do a lot of you know meditations in the class and we'll do grounding exercises And um, my school actually also incorporates a lot of the Just Breathe project. I know you had Kat um, on your podcast a little while back talking about um, the importance of breath. And so we use a lot of their meditations too. Um, So just as, you know, I want to model how to be kind and how to be compassionate um, to my students, I also want to model those mindfulness practices to them so that that becomes the norm for them growing up and it's not something that they need to learn as a 20, 30, 40, 50 year old once they've burnt out. Yeah, great. Oh, that sounds amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jess. It's been really great to get some of those tips from an insider, from a from a teacher that's that's living and breathing it every day and and to hear the change that you're having within your school and with your students just by learning some of this stuff for yourself and sharing it with others is is really inspirational. So thank you. No problem. Thank you. I'm so grateful that I got to share today and I hope it really just supports the educators out there that are listening to incorporate some of those practices and, you know, show up for themselves because they're worthy of it just as much as their students are. Mm, Thanks, Jess. And where can we find you? Um, you can find me at my website, which is jessicademunk.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah, you can check me out on any of those platforms. Great. And I'll definitely be popping over to get that free meditation that <laughs> I know was already on your website. So thank you. Nice. Enjoy. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Oh, isn't Jess great? You can find Jess at jessicademunk.com. And, of course, you can find all the show notes and links at shinefromwithin.com.au. 
Now, if you're interested in working with young people yourself, if you'd like to get your own mindfulness workshops happening for for the teens in your community or around your school, I'd love to support you. So come on over to youth-mentor-training.com to download a free quiz to see if you have what it takes to be a youth mentor. See you next time.